Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Australian Body Art Festival 2021, where our theme was time travel. It's an exciting interview, a sad interview, because things are over, but I have Danielle Taylor here, the event manager, and we're going to give you a little roundup and summary of the weekend's events. And it was so great, and we've just been talking about what we can cram into this interview because there was so much that happened and so many new things with COVID, but so many great things as well. So let, let's get Danielle in. Danielle, how are you? I'm great. Very well rested now after a big weekend. But um, yeah, and like you, excited that it all went so well and a little bit sad that it's all over again for another year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like Christmas, isn't it? It's all oh, exciting, it so exciting that happens and you're like, no, I wish it was still going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was fantastic. So it's a week ago now. So Friday the 9th until Sunday the 11th of April was the festival. And we started out the festivities on the Friday and one of the new aspects of the festival and one of the huge successes was the UV painting. So the whole Friday night was actually a new thing for us because we used to do a bit of a low-key intro to the Friday night and we would just have sort of a, a networking nibblies and drinks type thing, but we actually did a full festival on the Friday night and that was partly because of COVID because we wanted to try and get give the opportunity for more people to be there. So that was one of the positive things out of the whole COVID adventure was that we added in this Friday night session, which turned out to be amazing. And it was um, the UV painting was just stellar, really. I mean, you couldn't fault it. All um, We had four artists and they were all fantastic. The competition was so close. The judges had a really hard time. I was one of the judges and I had a really hard time picking. It was like just one point basically between all of them. So it was um, just really, really good high quality. Everybody loved it. So I think it will be a hit for future years as well. Something will keep going. Well, I think, so. and I was um, I was talking to Fran Catford just before we were doing an interview on her um, airbrushing win. And I was saying that probably my favourite categories this year were the UV and the special effects. And the UV, it just worked so well at night, didn't it? It was perfect. It did. Yeah. It was, it was just perfect and it was really lovely. And, um, you know, we had some great entertainment that night as well. Um, yeah, and I agree with this. The um, special effects were really fantastic this year as well. And unfortunately, we had a few um, cancellations. So we only had the two entries, but they were amazing and like two of the best artists in special effects to compete against each other um, and again a very very close competition and you know not much in it and um, they they both did an amazing job and just two very different pieces but very you know like um, interesting and and so close and people just you know love watching that whole process as well. Yeah. So the the UV, we uh, the festival started around about, was it about four o'clock on the Friday? Four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, yeah, on Friday. And we would have rounded up maybe about nine o'clock? Yeah, it was finished about nine o'clock on Friday night. So it was a good little session and, um, you know, the music was great and the um, the UV obviously was great, but it just had a really nice feel. Everybody was... Um, sort of 
very relaxed and it was great. I think um, because most of us haven't seen each other for two years and, you know, we have got a bit of that body art family that happens that comes back year after year and we always get new faces and that's lovely too and we welcome them in. Um, so I think that was real. it was sort of a little bit like a reunion in a way on the Friday night because everybody got to see each other and it was really just a really nice feel. And, of course, all the market stalls and the food vendors were there too, so that worked really well as well. Um, you know, people had a choice of what they wanted to eat and they could go to the bar and have a drink and, you know, they could wander around and there was lots to see and do. All our, you know, art installations were up and all the decorations. So it was sort of a quite a mini festival instead of just a one flavour event on that Friday night. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And we had um, Nadia Vanek take out the UV painting award that night and um, everyone can pop over to have a listen to both Nadia's interviews to find out a bit more about her and a bit more about um, her experience of winning that night and how exciting it was. So yeah, the next day, our first full day was the Saturday and we had the brush and sponge and the special effects for yeah. that day were the main categories for that day. And as we've just been saying, the special effects were amazing and they were in the afternoon. But Aisha Henderson took out the brush and sponge. And wasn't it just gorgeous what she created? And it's amazing, you know, with the one theme of time travel, the myriad of interpretations of that theme and how people came up with it and the stories that they wove around those artworks and the, just the amount of colour and, you know, design and the the diversity was just amazing. And, um, you know, normally we would have the brush and sponge and the, and the special, well, we'd normally have brush and sponge and airbrush run together, but we had we'd split all the competitions so that we would have more people available to come because originally we would have had to have sessions under the COVID system, but that changed just a few weeks before the event. So we were allowed to, we could overlap them a little bit, which made it good. And um, I think one thing we'll do next year is bring them all back together so they all compete at the same time because that works really well. Um, but, yeah, the one thing that we did find was really great was that we, for COVID, again, we put everybody in their individual tents and instead of being in one big tent, and that just made it so much better because you could see so much more of the art and it also, you know, you could wander around through the festival and under the trees and through all the other things that were happening uh, and you really got a full taste of the whole festival as you were wandering around looking at all the different artists. So, that's something we'll probably keep in future years as well is those individual tents for the artists. It gives them more space. It gives spectators more space, but it's also just a much nicer feel to the festival. Yeah, it was. It was like these tiny little sections of inspiration, like all these, and it was great. I think the um, artists would have really appreciated the extra space, like having their own little home and because we could put the sides up when they were going up to be judged and everything. So it was, it was like their own little studio. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like little studios throughout the whole festival. And, you know, they obviously changed artists throughout the day and changed artists throughout the entire weekend. So it was 
depending on what time of the day you came and what day you came, it was a different festival every day, which was quite, you know, uh, something that I think got people coming back. And we did find that some people came back, you know, the next day or the next day. So um, I think it worked really well from that perspective. And we'll probably keep that little idea of having those individual little pods and, um, of course, all the decorations on each of those so, you know, with the, the crocheted circles and the um, some of them had little bits of material and things and that just makes it all very colourful and festival feeling as well. So yeah. we're going to do look at more of that and maybe do some little projects on creating some more of those between now and next year because, yeah, um, yeah we, um, we can always use more colour and more fun. So we might see if we can rally up some volunteers to get creative over the next 12 months so we have even more stuff to use. Yeah. I had a lot of, um, when I was at the registration tent, a lot of people were coming up and asking if they could actually buy the crocheted circles and the pods that were hanging in the trees. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, um we did actually talk about that. We could probably make a lot of money out of it, except the um, problem is is that they take so long to make mm. that it's really not viable to sell. Like the cost to sell them would yeah. be, you know, probably people wouldn't really want to pay what they're worth when you consider the time. And, of course, we need them. So we want them to be pretty every year. So yeah. when people really, when we'd point them out as well, like people would ask about the, the pods and we'd say, oh, have you seen the little crocheted circle was in the crochet in the trees as well? And they'd be like, oh, there's something, like when you really look, there's something everywhere, isn't there? So they are hits with all the visitors. Yeah. So that's really awesome. We'll just give a little shout out to our artist who won that day. So it was Aisha Henderson for Brush and Sponge and Fran Catford for Special Effects. I have to say that that was amazing what she had done there. That was amazing, amazing. So it was. It was. On the Sunday, we had a big, big, big Sunday. We had our face meeting, wearable arts, and the Noosa Outback Surf Art judging. And we had the auction. And airbrush. And airbrush. So we had in the morning, Mason Witten took out the face painting and everyone was saying how young he was and how talented he is already i know he was he was going to enter last year at, at our cancelled event he was going to enter in the junior face painting category it was his first year he was going to enter and it got cancelled and then this year he wanted to enter the junior face painting category but he turned 18 so he had to enter the seniors and he still took it out yeah. so that was just so amazing he's so talented he's got a massive career ahead of him I'm sure um and he's just a really lovely um young man and he you know was so excited and we were very excited for him too and but it was a beautiful beautiful piece so it was just lovely the detail in it it was and then we had another young artist take out the wearable arts category Laurie and Del Costello, her last name's so pretty. And I loved that it was her brother being her model, helping her out. And her grandmother made all those circles we were talking about. So, and her her grandmother's mum, you know, was a very big family affair. And, you know, she's so so talented. And um, she had entered before, so it wasn't her first time. But the quality of that 
piece was amazing and just so much detail so much work went into it so very very lovely that she got it and like you said her brother helped her out with being the model which made it even better yeah and she was a a true family affair she had nana yeah it was great and then we had um fran catford again she took out the airbrush i know and that was spectacular as well with the like just the quality of the art was as high as it's ever been through the entire festival which was really great to see you know our competition numbers were a little bit down because of COVID we didn't have as many interstate artists but the quality was still there and as far as something just like the amount of things to see that was there too so I mean we did it like it was just an amazing festival considering the constraints and the the times that we are operating under so we're very very excited and very proud of that and um yes that like just amazing how they could come up with multiple ideas so you know Fran entered two competitions and two totally different pieces three she did three. She did, yeah, she did UV. That's right. She did UV as well. Yeah. Yeah, and um, brush and sponge. Yes. So uh, sorry, sorry. Special effects. Special effects. Special effects. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like three pieces, three totally different designs, three totally different stories, and three amazing artworks. Yep. And then one of the other highlights that we were talking about was the new edition of the Noosa Outback Surf Art, and Billy. Yeah. Fraser. Again. It was last year that we were going to do that and it didn't happen and so we re-implemented it this year and it was fantastic and, um, you know, the finished artworks were auctioned which helped raise money to fund some of next year. We've got a tiny little bit of money left over from this year that we can put towards next year um, and the Surfboard Art helped achieve that. And they were just amazing. And everybody that got to own a surfboard is absolutely ecstatic that they own a surfboard because they're so great. So, you know, it was a really nice addition that added something nice. And it was great to have the councillor Tom Wegener up on stage. Not only, you know, has he got a keen art eye, he's obviously a surfer, surfboard shaper and a well-known surfer and um, he was you know telling us all about the surfboards too which was really interesting as well so yeah it was a really a really great addition to the festival something really arty and different that you don't see every day so fits perfectly with the body art festival it did and I think there needs to be a big shout out to all the visitors as well because they had a big job of doing all the people's choice voting there was lots to be (laughs) they did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people's choice votes and you know really hard to choose like I know from a bit from you know the judging perspective how hard it is and all the judges say exactly the same thing it's really really hard to judge because they're all so amazing and sometimes it's like a point or half a point between one artist and another artist and it's the same with the people's choice like to choose one out of 10 or or 11 or however many were there um is really hard to choose just one, you know, and sometimes there is one that just um, resonates with you and it, it has some sort of connection with you and it's an easy choice. Um, but so usually it's pretty hard to make the decision. They did an awesome job doing all the people's choice sites as yeah. well. 
Yeah. And some people were very, um, you could tell it wasn't the first time judging and voting for them. They were very strategic. They wait had particular times they were waiting for the art to be progressed along to when they do their voice. Um, And Mm. others were just like, oh, I've seen this. I love it already. You know, so very, um, it was really interesting to see how people chose the winners. So thinking about the weekend and the visitors, what approximate numbers did we have attend over the entire weekend? So we had about three and a half, just over three and a half thousand people. So, which is actually great because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, we would have, the most we could have had was 500 people at, at a time. So that would, at a, at a 500 people at an event. So that would have meant we would have possibly only had 2,000 people over the whole weekend. Mm. Um, so we kept juggling and working with things and as things kept changing, we kept adapting and we ended up with um, 1,500 people a day that we could have. So we had 1,500 people on Saturday, um, 1,500 people on Sunday. Saturday there was more in the morning than there was in the afternoon. And Sunday, it was more of an all day. They were spread out all day. Um, And Friday night, we could also have 1,500, but we actually restricted it a little bit lower down to about 750 because we weren't, because it was the first time we'd done it, we weren't really sure how it was going to work. So we wanted to be able to make sure that we could have lots of social distancing and be able to manage it and be able to manage the people coming in and going out and all those sorts of things. So we did restrict ourselves a little bit more on that night. But we booked out on every single day and people were really good because throughout the day sometimes people decided they couldn't make it but they let us know so then we could release some tickets and sell them at the gate. But we were basically booked out every day and we were right up like nearly everybody that booked out came so nearly everybody that booked came so I think every day like Sunday I think we were like seven people short of 1500 so it was this like the same with that every you know every day so we did really really well considering obviously that's much lower numbers than would normally come to the festival and I know a lot of people were disappointed because they couldn't get in but our Thoughts on that were that it was way better to have an event than no event, which was the other option. Um, And we didn't have, because of the changes, we didn't have time to open it up to a full-scale event because you had to do a whole COVID plan and all those sorts of things. So we were happy with what we could do and we handled it really well and it was um, it was it was achievable for us, and at least we had an event. And um, everybody was, that came was really happy with it. We got fantastic feedback, and um, you know we're looking forward to next year with less constraints and back to you know the bigger, brighter festival that we've had in the past with some new tweaks because we learned some new things this year. So it'll even be better. That's right. That's right. Well. I'm sure you'd like to give a shout out to all the major sponsors who helped the weekend go ahead and go off with a bang. So give them I a will. shout out. I'm not going to mention them all because no, there's about 30 of them. But, um, you know, Noosa Outback really does need a massive yell out. That's a great magazine. And they gave us a massive amount of money um, to help do the festival. And then we also had 
local, state and federal funding as well, which was invaluable, like basically funded us to be able to do all the planning and everything we needed for COVID and all those sorts of things. And then we had a whole lot of sponsors, you know, about another 25 sponsors that chipped in all different levels and some were in-kind sponsors and some were cash sponsors and some gave us prizes, but it made all the rest of the festival stuff happen as well because it's just an amazing amount of money that has to go into it to make it happen, um, but it was definitely worth it. And, um, you know, a big shout-out to all those sponsors, all the wonderful volunteers who have helped us because we couldn't do it without them either, and some of those volunteers were there from Thursday morning to Monday morning. So <laughs> those were, you know, some of them just worked like, They've never worked before and, you know, some of them could only come for a couple of hours but they were just as valuable because we needed everybody and it was really good on Sunday night. We had a couple of new fresh volunteers turn up and help pack everything up so that was really great. Um, but, yeah, absolutely could not do this event without the volunteers. They're amazing and, um, it, you know, it really is a, a very special little community that we have that makes it all makes the magic happen yeah and I and I could hear that how you were saying um the artists it's been a few years since they'd seen each other with some of the volunteers it's like it's them coming back together as well and they all get together and it's like yay they're back with their little family again so it's it's it is very much a community family feel environment yeah so it's really lovely And it is really, um, we're incredibly lucky because we've got volunteers that have been doing it for, you know, over a decade, some of them, and they know what's going on. We don't have to teach volunteers. Obviously, we had a whole lot of new things that people had to get their heads around this year with masks and sanitisation and checking in and scanning and different setup and all that sort of thing. But they know the, the basics it makes everybody's job a lot easier and then they can take a new person under their wing and help them learn about, you know, the different aspects of the event too. So it's just amazing how, like you said, that real community and the, the coming together. And, of course, it's not just the volunteers. The volunteers and the artists love to catch up with each other because sometimes they don't see each other from one event to another event and, um, yeah, it's just a, a, I think it's a unique thing with this festival that you don't wouldn't find with a lot of other festivals because it is like that all come together and make it happen and it couldn't happen without all of those people. So, um, yeah, very, very important and, you know, and so, yeah, a big shout-out to the artists and the models as well because, the, it, you know, without them we wouldn't have a festival either. Well, I would like to pass on a huge thank you and appreciation from all the volunteers and all the artists and all the models and all the visitors and just everybody involved because without yourself and Kerry as the leaders, there wouldn't be a festival either. So you guys have just done an amazing job and everyone would like to say thank you to you for persevering and making sure the festival happened and it went off just amazingly thank you so much and it is very much something very close to both of our hearts you know we've been doing it for well every nearly every festival we've been involved in um 
other than one. So um, it's just really, really close to our heart. We love everybody that's involved in the festival. We love what it produces and we just really believe in it. So we hope it has a very, very long future and we hope to be involved in it for a very, very long time too. We really it couldn't do it without everybody. It's a big team effort. So everybody pat themselves on the back because we've rocked it. <laughs> you did, you did. When will people be able to find out the theme for next year? Oh, <laughs> I, what we, we, normally what we do, and we'll have to see how we go, but in a, a month or two we will send out an email to all the artists and ask them for some suggestions and then we'll pick the most common ones or we'll sort of weave together Sometimes there's a couple of different suggestions that are all under a similar sort of theme. So then we'll, we'll have like the top four or five suggestions and then we'll put it to a vote and then whatever's the top wins and that's the theme, except it's not that easy because <laughs> it's really hard to come up with themes that we haven't already had. Yeah. So everybody put your thinking hats on because we need some good ideas for themes. Fantastic. Well, I bet I bet a few artists already have a theme in mind that they're ready to put forward. Danielle, thank you so much for being on board with the podcast as well. Like it, the artists have been saying they've really loved it, that it's been a nice outlet for them to really let people into their little world and their ideas. So thank you. Fantastic addition. And thank you so much for doing it all. It's just been awesome. And everybody's loved it. Like the artists have loved it and the people who have listened have loved it. So it's a great, it's really, it's a really good addition. And we're very, very appreciative of that too. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm happy to have done it. I think we should do our next interview should be when the theme is announced. That sounds great. Yes. So we can have a discussion about the theme and how it came about, what other, you know, how close were the numbers and things like that. And then, yeah, so a really great platform to just keep everyone updated on the festival and the artists and um, until next year. Sounds terrific. Do it all over again. Everyone can follow along on the Australian Body Art Festival Facebook and website and Instagram. That's right. as the um, all the photos are out from the weekend, so as they're listening to the interviews, they can click around and find all the um, artists and their work, so they can listen yeah. and hear about it. But throughout the year, it gets updated, so there's always something happening on there. Yeah, but- and we'll um, put more photos up. I have more photos to put up. We just haven't had time. We're still there's lots of post event stuff that we have to do, surveys and grant acquittals and. Yeah. Packing everything away and washing. We've been doing loads and loads of washing of table covers and all those sorts of things. So all that stuff has to get done and then we um we'll get some of the other things done. So yeah, photos or more photos will go up onto the Facebook page and there'll be you know more information in the coming months. So keep tuned. And if you go on the website as well, sign up for the newsletter because that's a great way to keep up to date because we always send out information whenever it comes to hand. So if the theme's coming up or the dates are set, all those sorts of things we send out in the newsletter first. Oh, awesome. Great tip. Okay, Danielle, we better say goodbye. Yes, bye-bye for a few months.
Okay, Danielle, we'll talk soon.